1: Jew and Gentile have access by the Spirit to the Father through the sacrifice of Jesus, Ephesians 2.18. There's one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ, Jesus. There are not many roads that lead to God. There's only one. And it's through Jesus Christ. And if you don't know Him, if you just know about Him, if you've never received Him as Lord and Savior, you die
0: in your sin, There's one road that leads to God, and only one. This road is Jesus and the cross. You must lay your life down at the foot of the cross and turn away from your sins, accepting Christ as your only hope for salvation. That's it. And Pastor Danny will remind you today that this is an important and urgent decision. It doesn't matter who you are or what your past looks like, everyone can and needs to come to Jesus. It's the only way to have a future with your Heavenly Father. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, with today's edition of The Living Word.
1: Let me read from somebody much smarter than me that knows Greek and Hebrew. Because there are a couple of words, especially there in verse 15, about Jesus and about this priest, that John MacArthur just brings to light as only John MacArthur can. The word appears is, and I don't know how you say it, it's present middle indicative. Just listen up. And it comes from another word, and it gives this word, which is similar, which means to arise. And it's translated here, appears. Anything in the middle voice is reflexive. You say, you still not got me going here. Okay, listen. That means to arise by itself. Here's the point. No ironic priest could ever use that middle voice. He would appear, arise, by virtue of his mother, and Father, not by himself. In other words, the ironic priest would have to say, I'm a priest not by myself, but because I've inherited the right. But Jesus can say, I just arose a priest without beginning of days or end of life by my very being, by who I am, not who I'm descended from. I'm a priest. Wow. It's the same word used in Acts 2.32, which speaks of Jesus' resurrection. Remember, Jesus said, nobody takes my life. I lay it down of my own accord, and I have the power not only to lay it down, I have the power to raise it up again. That's the word. That's cool. He gave his life. He died, and then he raised from the dead so that we might have life. Eternal life. Ooh, I'm getting Jesus bumps. First service, I got Jesus bumps. That's cool. The other word translated, if another priest like Melchizedek appears, and the word appears, that's what we just looked at, but John MacArthur brings out the Greek word for another because there's more than one Greek word for another. One word is loss, and it means another of the same kind. The second word is heteros, and it means another of a different kind simple illustration would be you want to trade your car in. Let's say you got a Chevy. Uh, let's say you got a Suburban like mine. God bless you when you go to the gas tank. And you want to trade it in for a different Suburban. That's a loss. That's a, another of the same kind. But if you want to trade it in for a Heteros, you want to make a Heteros trade, you trade it in for like a Ferrari. Just an illustration. Never going to happen in this life. That's a heteros, and that's the word used. If another priest, like Melchizedek, another priest, in other words, not a los, kind of similar to the other ones, no, one of a totally different kind, like Melchizedek, without beginning of days or end of life, a king priest, an eternal priest, an eternal king. Verse 18, the former regulation to set aside because it was weak and useless, for the law made nothing perfect. And a better hope is introduced by which we draw near to God. We draw near to God. I don't know if you can appreciate that statement. There's only one way to draw near to God. Did you know that? The Bible makes it absolutely clear. There's only one way to draw near to God. It's through Jesus Christ by his sacrifice and his shed blood. That's the only way to draw near to God. There's no other way. You say, that's narrow-minded. Absolutely. And thank God he made it narrow. If you're directionally challenged like me, you're happy that the Bible makes it clear that it's narrow. Jesus said, narrow is the road that leads to life. What does that mean? God doesn't want everybody to be saved. No, he wants all people to be saved. But narrow is the road. Not only because few are those who choose that path, but listen, some people don't want to believe it's the narrow road. Because the narrow road, that's narrow-minded, isn't it? It, Aren't there different roads that lead to God? No. The Bible says there's one road. It's through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice and his shed blood. And only as I personally receive him as Lord and Savior is he able to lead me, lead me into the presence of the Father. Ephesians 2.18. We all, Jew and Gentile, have access by the Spirit, to the Father through the sacrifice of Jesus, Ephesians 2.18. There's one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ, Jesus. There are not many roads that lead to God. There's only one, and it's through Jesus Christ. And if you don't know him, if you just know about him, if you've never received him as Lord and Savior, you die in your sin, hell, you got hell to pay, literally But you don't have to go. You don't have to. That's why he came. That's why he died. That's why he shed his blood. That's why he rose again, that we might be forgiven, and not just forgiven, but we might have life, life abundant and life eternal. That's his life. That's why he came. Boy, if you don't know him today, hey, don't leave here without making the most important eternal decision of your life. It gets better. Verse 20, listen to this, and it was not without an oath. Others became priests without an oath, all covenant priests. But he became a priest with an oath when God said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever. Oh, because of this oath, verse 22, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. The guarantee of a better covenant. Here's the deal. No other covenant will supersede this one. And nothing's going to happen in my life that's going to take away what Jesus has achieved for me in the new covenant. I like the way one commentator puts it. Let me just read you. Because God's oath must be seen as permanent The threat of our change in status before God must be understood as having been dealt with decisively. The word translated guarantee, which could also be translated guarantor, was common in legal context, but was not normally used in the ancient world to discuss covenants or testaments. In legal context, the word indicated a person who guarantees the position or endeavors of another person by putting himself or herself at risk. The author pictures Jesus as the guarantee for God's covenant promises, as the originator of that covenant through his sacrifice of himself and his permanent position as the high priest of our new covenant with God. Jesus gives firm assurance that this relationship with God will last. It's permanent. It's forever. Wow. An oath. God says, It's never going to change. You're a priest forever, and this covenant will never end. I love this stuff. Verse 23. Now, there have been many of those priests since death prevented them from continuing in office, but because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. Completely has a double meaning. It means completely all of me is saved, and it means forever and ever and ever and ever and ever I'm saved. Such a high priest meets our need, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted, above the heavens unlike the other high priest he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people he sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself for the law appoints as high priest men who are weak but the oath which came after the law appointed the son who has been made perfect forever can you say hallelujah or praise the Lord or something I mean that's just good stuff man it just will never, I don't think, to be able to totally comprehend how much he's done for us. Unbelievable.
0: Thanks for joining us today to study the book of Hebrews. There's so much to learn, so we hope you'll keep coming back to study with Pastor Danny Hodges. You can find more of the messages from this series right now on our website, ccfstpete.church. You'll be directed to our YouTube page where you can find a number of teachings from Calvary Chapel Fellowship and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and jump into the conversations there. You'll be able to find links to all of these at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you happen to be in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. Every message you hear on The Living Word comes from a teaching Pastor Danny has shared at Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and you're invited to join us for our weekly services. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Find directions on our website, Again, that's ccfstpete.church. We also live stream our services. So if you can't make it in person, join us online. You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. That's all the time we have for today. Feel free to read ahead in Hebrews. And be sure to tune in next time to join Pastor Danny right here on The Living Word.